Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Thanks for tuning in. And you know, we have a special presentation that we're talking about today with a very wonderful guest who is inspiring me and enlightening people around the world. It's really awesome content. You know, I was out actually this weekend with my boys and they were playing in the ocean. It was a festival out at the beach and they were playing in the ocean and it reminded me of kind of the the Buddhist philosophy that if you have a body of water and it's very turbulent and you'd have to throw in a rather huge boulder to to actually get an attention to see that something is happening there because of all the the turbulence but if you had a very still calm water uh, even a little pebble can have a big impact and so today we're kind of talking about mindset. We're talking about how can we cool the mind? How can we reject fear so that we can step into our true awesomeness? And our guest today is a rock star professional when it comes to this. Uh, she is an executive coach helping others to gain clarity, insight, and freedom to move forward in life without regrets. She is an author of Rejecting Fear, a book filled with client stories and her own journey to building a life and profession grounded on love and power. And she is a speaker who has led people. She's done mentoring, building teams, leading conferences and retreats. So I'd like to welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Diane Hallenbeck. Diane, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here and have this conversation because there's a lot going out in the world uh, yeah. with things going up, down, with the economy, with world relations, just so many different things, including our own lives. It can be overwhelming at times. So I'd like to start off just by giving listeners a sense of kind of your backstory, who you are, and how you got to doing what you do today. Sure. So, I, you know, I grew up in um, rural upstate New York and um, really just had a lot of things happen, um, a lot of trauma, a lot of um, kind of chaos in childhood. Graduated, graduated from high school, graduated from college, got married, and I kind of um, really just lived my life without really kind of diving into some of those losses I had early in my life. My father died when I was 19. My brother died when I was 15. So I had a lot of personal losses, but I just kind of did the next thing. The next, you know, the next thing was getting married having a family. And I gave a lot of conferences and retreats for about 20 or 30 years. But then COVID-19 hit and I was working at a retreat house and couldn't, uh, it was closed. So every conference that I had scheduled was canceled. So this was right after I'd been to Italy and given a little conference on my book, um, Field Guide to Life. 
And I realized that everything that happened in Italy was really the groundwork for my coaching business, which is basically taking a deep dive into what our story is, what we say to ourselves, where our thoughts lead us and how we can't always change our mindset with five affirmations. Some people, if they don't have a lot of trauma or sorrow, they can just say, I'm powerful, I'm strong, I'm amazing, I'm great, it's going to be a great day, and they can do that. But people who have an underlying story that they haven't really processed, they say those things, and right after they say them, they say, oh, but that's not true for you. So there's an underlying uh, fear and belief that I'm different than other people. And so until you really work through your sorrow, your grief, and your story, there's always this inner critic going, oh, but that's not for you. And so really just before COVID hit, I was able to reconcile those two things. My story from childhood and the life that I wanted to live kind of became the same thing instead of this inner critic always challenging. Oh, that's not true. Oh, oh, if only it was true for you. Oh, other people have affirmations, but you can't have them. So it's just, it's been a fascinating journey uh, with my clients. They, I've uncovered the same process for them once they can really work through emotions and their story, they're able to actually believe the affirmations that they tell themselves. So it's been amazing. I think that's an, an important part. You mentioned I've been vocal in the past few months about a recent, semi-recent setback. It was a few years ago now. But at the time, I kind of got in this weird mindset, like, I'm going to power through this and just be tough enough and what i didn't realize is that you can't power through something you've got to process through it you got to work through it and really address it and there's emotions that you've got to face and if you you think you're just gonna muscle over it it can actually have the adverse effect it can be making that challenge that you're working through that much stronger and luckily I found someone that helped give me that perspective so I didn't continue to let it fester and get a lot worse. But that's something that I realized in retrospect, I was letting my ego get in the way thinking I'm going to be tough. I don't, I don't need to get help with this, but now I see it differently seeing that working with a guide to help you through something is actually a sign of strength. Yeah. It's very wise to do that versus trying to tough it on your own. I'm sure that you come across people that have that mindset as you're connecting with people, spreading this message. They may deep down inside know they need to do something, but there's that fear of not wanting to be vulnerable or appear weak. What do you say to people who are experiencing that? Yeah, well, what I say to people who are experiencing that is that um, it takes vulnerability and it takes openness. And so I've had clients before where we've started the journey, but they weren't able to be vulnerable. So I almost it's I, what I would say is it's it's worse to be afraid of fear than to face your fear. So we're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to get angry. We're afraid to be sad. But if you if you aren't if you aren't willing to just be less afraid of the fear and just face it, I think that's the challenge. So I'm working with a client right now who's suffering a tremendous loss. His, his mother-in-law died, and but 
but all the grief is from childhood. And he finally said, I'm ready. So I think, I think I would say to the person who's afraid to face things, you're going to carry it with you. Like it's not going to leave you. You might step over it, but it's the weight of it comes with you. So sometimes people can get around grief, get around sorrows, get around a mindset of I can't do this, but they can't ever let go of the weight of it. So mm. it's an interesting problem. Right. So it's realizing that you're going to be carrying that weight anyway, might yeah. as well work to relieve it versus continually carrying that burden around. Yeah. So um, the big three we've got for today, she's like, what? <laughs> um, we're talking a little bit about what is mental fitness and why it's important. How can we be strengthening our mental fitness to elevate our lives? We've got, hello. Um, how often does fear play a role in our lives? What should we look out for? And what are ways that fear can hide? Maybe we don't even realize that fear's in control. And then what can we do to begin rejecting fear? How can we strengthen our courage, willpower, and start rejecting fear in, in a meaningful way? So we'll, we'll start off with number one. How often does fear lead our lives? And what should we look out for? Right. So fear leads our lives, I think, more than we realize, because what happens is fear hides in different ways. So fear hides like anger. So sometimes when you're angry, if you stop in the moment and you just take a deep breath, you'll really figure out that you're angry about something. And so and I'll never forget years ago, probably 25, 30 years ago, my mom died. And, and there was a kind of a family disagreement and, and one of my siblings got stuck in anger, and so they couldn't grieve. And so that's a really interesting to, thing to look for. When you're angry, ask yourself, maybe, am I afraid of something right now? It's just a really good question. And, and when you ask how often does fear lead our lives, I think what you can do is look at where are your thoughts taking you? So our thoughts are kind of the window into what's going on underneath. Like we don't even always are, we aren't always aware of them, but if we would start to listen to what we're saying, we'll be like, oh, I'm so afraid about, oh, I'm so, oh, I'm so afraid. Oh, I'm so, I'm so worried. I'm so anxious. When you start to hear those thoughts, you realize if you counted them in a number of a day, like how many times in the last week have any of us said, I'm so afraid about what's going on in Ukraine. I'm so afraid about what Putin's going to do next. I'm so afraid about China. What's China's role? I'm so afraid about inflation. I'm so afraid. And we don't even realize that we're afraid. So fear leads us more than we realize. And then we've got the amplifiers, the negative amplifiers out there. I should actually call them the, the limiters because amplifiers should be pulling you up in my opinion. But it's limiters who will hype it up and just use it to get attention, whether it's yeah. the news or people on social media who are trying to get attention themselves. They're trying to stoke our reaction, get attention, but they're fighting fear, giving it more energy. Yeah. And if you just looked in the everyday world, a lot of the stuff you wouldn't even realize is happening. If you, if it wasn't being something you're being tuned into. One of the things I like 
getting to ask people because sometimes when I'm when I'm talking to someone about you know amplifying their business, sometimes you can see people are trying to decide what they should do, and and I like asking the question, well, what's driving the wheel at the moment? Is it fear or is it faith? Yeah. And take a step back. What are the decisions that you're making, and what's what's leading that decision? That's right. And I think more than, I, I think faith is important, but even more than faith is just determined courage. So I don't always have faith in myself. Like, like say if I'm talking about growing my business, I might not, I might be really afraid for good reasons. Like I don't know a certain technology. I've got to learn a new thing. I've got to, but, but I can make steps. I can choose to just say, I'm going to do this action and then the results will follow. But if I'm stuck in fear, I can't even always muster up faith, but I can do something. So that's the thing that people don't realize is they can kind of unplug. You can choose to stop thinking I can't do it and just say, well, I, I can actually watch a video on how to, you know, whatever, whatever the latest and greatest is send a video to an email, you know, client, whatever. Right. So I can learn something new, but not if I'm afraid. It's really I, interesting. I do like that because you might, at the moment be lacking the faith. Like I don't yes. even know if I can. <laughs> That's right. But at least I can take that action. At least I can do That's I right. can be be a power in this moment and yes. overcome that fear. I'm gonna hack away at it. And with That's that right. you can build yes. positive energy. I, I really like that. That's a good way of framing that. Yes. So we'll we'll move on to number two. So how often does fear play a role in our lives, which we kind of started to talk about, but what, what should we look out for and what ways uh, can fear hide? Why do I feel like that's the same thing we just did? It is a little bit of the same question, but I think one thing we didn't say about that, Kenny, is that fear paralyzes us. So that one thing to look out for is where are you being led emotionally? So, so say, you know, just keep it in the business world, right? I've got a new mm -hmm. task I need to do and I'm just frozen in fear, right? If, if I keep going along that path, I check out, I check emails, I check social media, but I don't actually do the task I need to do. But if I decide that I, I realize I'm afraid, first of all, the first thing is just to admit I'm actually afraid. And then, and then I choose so this is something new for me. I'm very afraid to do it, but I'm just going to watch a couple of videos. I, it's moving from paralyzed and fear to the next action. Over the weekend, we were um, moving our son and his wife into their new home. And it was a little bit of paralyzed. There were a few paralyzed moments like, I am afraid we cannot get this job done. But then we just chunked it down into little pieces of action rather than being overwhelmed by emotion. So I think that is one way out of fear, even in your personal life, but, but it's really the underlying thoughts and emotions that can trigger and hide the fear that we're not aware of. I, I think that's a good right into our. Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the start here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait, be proactive 
and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the start here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now, let's get back to the show. Segue of the third is, is what can we do to reject fear? And yeah. you're, you're giving an idea there and that's, you know, breaking it down and saying, what's, what's one thing I could do to go from letting fear conquer me to I'm now moving away from it or rejecting it. Right. 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 Um, so what are, what are some other ways, maybe uh, some ideas that you share in your book? Yep. So really in, um, in the book, Rejecting Fear, what I talk about is uh, calling off our thoughts. So that's choosing not to continue in fearful thoughts, but saying, okay, this thought isn't helping me. It isn't leading me towards hope. It isn't leading me towards action. So I'm actually going to write it down on a piece of paper and just say, is this, is this, is this helping me or hurting me? And literally for a day, just try not thinking those thoughts. It takes a lot of willpower, but it means that I'm in charge of my thoughts. I can't control the nuclear weapons buttons, can't control China, China, can't control Russia, can't control Ukraine, can't control the other countries and everything that's going on in the world. I can't control relationships, family members. Like Those are things out of my control, but what's in my control are my thoughts and how I process my emotions. And so the first thing is to really say, I can choose my thoughts. That's a huge, if you realize that you can change your thoughts, you can actually change your world because you start stepping into a place of hope and courage. And the next thing really that's so important is looking at the story we tell ourselves and how yeah. our thoughts are just one line in the story. So they either, we either start a day thinking, I, I've got this, I can learn this new thing, this new technology. And that's a story I start telling myself. So I take actions and I follow through and I follow up and I learn new things. Or I decide, I make up a story and say, I'm terrible at learning new things. I can't learn how to use whatever, I don't know, mm -hmm. active campaign or something, you know, some new technology to me, right? Right. HubSpot, right? I've got to upload all my contacts. And so then I get afraid and I get afraid and I get paralyzed and I make up a new story. See, I don't know how to do this. And so it, it's a story that keeps us cycling rather mm -hmm. than actually in the moment and working. So it's a very interesting thing. It's almost taking and deciding I can choose what I think and how I act. As long as I'm not hooked into an old story of somebody's self-limiting beliefs that they gave us, you're stupid, you can't do this, you're a failure, you'll never measure up. Those are all old stories that mm -hmm. we have to decide. I'm, not, I'm actually not going to listen to that anymore. You know what I find interesting is how for a while I've noticed that there's two different stories, maybe even more going on in my mind. Probably my, more. <laughs> my conscious mind that seems to have a better understanding of things, a better focus. And then there's a subconscious mind that seems to be sometimes tuned into a different belief, a different story. My conscious mind knows better, but the subconscious mind, which is pulling the emotions, may be not quite on the same page. For people that are dealing with that, maybe they they know what they need to do. They have the right mindset. They're goal-oriented. They're action takers. 
but they're just having underneath the surface there's the disruption the doubt that's holding them back how do you help people work through that well that's a lot of what chapter three is which is um engaging our emotions and simplifying our story and really we have to look at at though that disruptive story underneath holds a lot of raw emotion and so what we have to decide is am i willing to face my emotions and and almost open the door like almost open the book and say well you know where did i get this script from and and it takes a lot of courage to look inward and say some of the things i tell myself some of that underlying under the surface current disturbance isn't actually what i live today but it's there So the Mm. first thing is the willingness to say, wow, there's everything doesn't line up inside of me. So when you're talking about aligning things, it means, yeah, we get it in our thoughts. We just five affirmations and you mostly have it in how we live. But it's the courage to reconcile some old resentments, maybe look into our I have one client who had a, a, a very traumatic childhood and he wouldn't look at what was happening there. And so he couldn't move forward because he wouldn't just say that was hard. I'm going to let go. So it means opening the book and reading it and say, wow, that was really very difficult. What emotions come from that? Healing those emotions and then saying, now, what do I choose? Do I choose to hold a script that someone gave me in those painful times? Or am I willing to write my own story? It's hard work. I know. I I think that's. That's powerful. Willing to write your own story. I, I like the idea. Sometimes we we think we know what the world is, but in reality, it's our interpretation of it. That's right. And who's who's to say what is right and what is wrong? It's just different different viewpoints. There's not a right way. There's not really a wrong way. It's just people seeing things different. It's right to them. So with that understanding, if you're looking at yourself or you have that back experience that tells you hey this is a bad thing or i have i'm bad or i'm incapable those self-limiting beliefs then in reality it's not necessarily a truth it's just something that has been told to us that we bought into at one point and so you're saying is guiding people to really re-examine and, and rewire it's like hey that's that's the story that you were read, but you can create your own story. That's right. And you, if you can you're willing to let go, got got to let go, and that that's a tough ch- challenge right there. It is. <laughs> when, when I had my setback, I was I was a fallout with a business partner a few years back. It was kind of like a divorce. It was kind of not my favorite thing. It didn't quite go down the way we right. had planned for it to. But the, I think that in hindsight, the biggest challenge that I was wrestling with was the ego, the bruised ego from the whole thing. Just and turned me from my authentic self to I'm a victim now and I'm going to be mad and angry about it. And, I'm not, <laughs> and that didn't help anything. Um, yeah. it, it only conjured up more negative feelings and tunnel vision and it wasn't until I said, I got to work through that and understand 
it's okay. Like, yeah. But go, right? Yeah. So yeah. speaking of which, we're talking about stories. We're talking about books. And you've got mm -hmm. a book coming out. And I'd, I'd love for you to tell us about your book, yeah. uh, who it's for, what to expect from this book. And I know that you're, as of the recording of this podcast, um, you're you have a launch team that you're you're scouring for. So if you wouldn't yeah. mind, just kind of tell us about your book and sure. what people can expect from it. Yeah. So Rejecting Fear um, will be published this month. And it's a book about just what we're talking about, how to heal our self-limiting beliefs, silence the inner critic, and let go of the story that we tell ourselves so that we can live with um yeah, with our whole will engaged in our in our own life and not be a victim to what other people have done, done to us, said to us, all of that. So um, really excited. You can join the launch team. That means that you can um, be in on the early release of the book, which is in a very few short weeks and get a PDF in your inbox and uh, just get emails each week, a little bit about content about the book. And um I'm pretty excited. I'm going to take a trip to Bulgaria and give a conference on the book. So spreading the um, just the hope and the again the ability to rewrite our stories. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. So I would encourage you who is tuning in to check this book out because it's my belief that everyone has the opportunity to improve. I I've been through a few different programs through the past few years that helped did some self exploration. And it's funny, every time I start exploring myself, I find some stuff that I didn't realize was still hanging around. It's like, Oh, look at that it's still there. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's part of being human. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of under the belief that a good majority of people, a good majority of people have stuff that they're they still have, they're still dealing with. And it's a continual process of weeding out the weeds and intending to the garden. Yeah. I think it's very few percent of people that ever get to like, I'm just, I've hit Nirvana, right? That's right. Maybe there's some people that are at a good spot for a bit, but life changes. We go through different things where we, we have situations that happen. We age, we lose people. Our careers change. And so while we may find a good spot for a while, as, as things change, we're, we're probably going to need to do some more work. Um, so I encourage you, even if you're not feeling like, oh, I've got a lot of challenges, realize you can always improve. And by learning this for yourself, you can also share it with others as well. That's right. So, so Diane, well, you've shared some expert insights as you've been a guest on the program but one other thing uh, that we have as a tradition of the program is if you could lead leave us with a a thought that might help others on their journey it could be related to your the knowledge that you bring to the table or it can be completely from a different area of life but if you could just share something that you've learned on your journey that would help others on theirs yeah I think what it is, is the ability to be still, like you said in the beginning about the water. So when you can take some time, maybe maybe start with two minutes in the morning and just be still and be quiet and begin to let your heart speak. Like 
listening for emotions and letting sort of like letting the pressure valve off a little bit because it's it's really time in the world for us to listen to where our thoughts take us listen to our hearts and where our lives really want to be healed want to be flourishing just want to be bringing our best selves to the world but it means like you said Kenny tending the garden within and that does not come just quickly and easily there's things that need to be weeded out from time to time so yeah excellent well if you're tuning into this um, definitely check out the website theinspiredroad.com check out the book rejecting fear it's going to be hitting the stores very soon and take some time for yourself get, take after you're hearing this right now just take a couple minutes right now before you get plugged into something else tune in consume something else take a couple minutes right after this and just unplug so thank you very much if you have questions please put it in the chat other than that we look forward to seeing you on the next growth amplifiers thanks diane you're welcome thanks to show your support take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online to connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.